here comes a new challenger. From 8-bit to 35mm, game pads to the silver screen, your favorite video game characters are on a quest to become movie icons. Can they unlock the achievement? Let's go for broke! It's time to press X to reload. Sure you can, everybody. Welcome back to press X to reload. The mm -hmm. continuing, uh, well, the continuing battle, as it were, this time to find fun and enjoyable <laughs> things and even the lowest of movies. I am Nick Moore. With me is uh, Wayne Brissett and Mark Athenis. Wayne? Yeah. And Mark... Okay. <laughs> yeah yoga flame let's do this and we are here it is street fighter i don't care if you've never really been into video game movies you've probably seen this one or know of it it is infamous in its well <laughs> its quality i yeah. i adore this film for all of the right and wrong reasons but what are your thoughts gentlemen go ahead wayne <laughs> uh i <laughs> it's it's not a good film. Um, I know this is subjective to each person, but I just don't find it enjoyable. I remember I only seen it once before in the theater. I remember why I've only ever seen it once since, <laughs> only ever in the theater. I don't know. I struggled to get through it. Maybe one or two moments made me laugh, just because the dialogue actually is typically bad. But there's actually one or two good lines that just stood out. I don't know. I actually don't even know how I feel about this film. It's not. It's not Double Dragon bad. That's true. Oh but boy, it's next. that's that's the bar <laughs> that we've set. <laughs> yeah. Mark, how do you feel about this? All right, so I'm in full agreement that this is a bad movie. Now, if for some reason you're watching this movie um, by choice and you decide to watch it. What I've found, pay attention to how much I think fun they were having making a bad movie. Absolutely. I noticed so many little, there's so many little things that I was like, okay, they did that on purpose. So they know what a <laughs> joke they're making. Like there's a scene where Chun-Li is fighting Bison and in the background, he looks like he's got a paint by numbers photo of himself that he's painting, <laughs> yeah. and it's awful. <laughs> it's amazing all at the same time. Like literally, I'm laughing at like when he does his little like costume changes to something more comfortable, but changes his hat. Like uh, just it's just they knew. They knew that they were like the problem with the movie is they were basically, I think, making a spoof except they didn't fully commit. So it takes itself not fully seriously, but just like certain parts more seriously than it should be. And the only person who really gets the memo the whole time is Raul Julia playing Bison. He's the oh, only yeah. one who gets it. So to catch yeah. up anyone up who hasn't seen this, the Street Fighter video game franchise is a fighting game and it's a fighting tournament and you fight your way to the end. And in Street Fighter 2, you fight your way to M. Bison, the evil commander warlord dude. So... The film, originally, for a little bit of background on it, the, the writer and director of this, uh, Stephen D'Souza, 
He'd gotten permission from Capcom to try and create a treatment for it, and they gave him 24 hours. And he churned out a script in 24 hours, using about six of the Street Fighter characters. They originally wanted him to use everybody, but he said, no, you can't make a story using all the characters. It would be a complete mess. Tried to pare it down to Ken, Ryu, Guile, Chung Lee, Bison. Over the course of production, they were rewriting on a daily basis with Capcom insisting, no, no, include this character, include this character. And by the end of it, they've got everybody in there. But that's as they're filming and they're not going back to reshoot. And they did most of this chronologically, (laughs) which is weird for a Hollywood film. But when you consider the fact that they're constantly Mm -hmm. throwing the script out and starting over... That's kind of how you have to do it. I'm amazed that this thing is even remotely coherent, considering the fact that that's what he was dealing with. I wish I could find a, a documentary about the making of this. I've read an oral history from the writer and director himself, and you've got him dealing with the Capcom execs, you know, throwing in more people. Apparently, Jean-Claude was coked out of his mind, and he's just busy giving, you know, like, given the Sonic boom to Kylie Minogue apparently in his trailer it's an absolute mess of a film for production but that said i think it's a really fun movie specifically because everyone seems to be just treating it like it's there for fun raul julia i don't think blinks during mm-hmm. the entire movie his eyes are so no. wide and crazy that at one point Corinne looks at me and goes he reminds me of christopher lloyd at the end of roger rabbit when he's got the cartoon <laughs> eyes <laughs> yeah So this movie follows M. Bison versus Guile. So your American soldier played by Jean-Claude Van Damme, which, okay, fine, against Raul Julia, the evil warlord dude, and all the other characters feel shoehorned in. It's a fighting game movie that isn't. It's a war movie. It's essentially G.I. Joe live action, but take all of the G.I. Joe characters out and insert Street Fighter characters. Guile is Duke, M. Bison is Cobra Commander. If you watch this picturing it as a G.I. Joe movie, mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's great. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's great. There's nothing that makes it great. It is. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> it is on par with any episode of G.I. Joe the cartoon. It just happens to be Street Fighter. And as far as I know... I think this kicked off the whole current trend in the Street Fighter games to treat the bigger war against Shadowloo as being a big deal. I think up until this movie coming out, really it was just, it's a fighting game tournament, no different than any other fighting game. But -hmm. if you look at like Street Fighter 4 and 5 and all these subsequent ones, they make Bison's military threat a much bigger deal. And I want to give a little bit of credit to this movie for that. No. Sure, we'll let you have that. <laughs> but let's we'll go let through this it. because I'm going to try and point out the things that I enjoy about it, and you'll both be dragged along almost unwillingly. We'll start at the beginning. Again. Did oh. you notice? <laughs> I'll have you know, you say, okay, I watched it once. I'm reluctantly watching it now. I don't know who would choose to watch this. Not only did I choose to watch this, not only was this my choice, I own this movie. I bought this movie this year. You know, it's funny. I was actually having a hard time finding this movie. And I I was like, I am not spending money to rent this. I would, I'll rather just go with my memory or put YouTube clips together <laughs> to, yeah. to see if I've seen this. I am not renting this film. So the <laughs> movie I found it. opens I found it. with the Universal logo and then opens again with the Universal logo. 
on the Blu-ray because you have the <laughs> yeah. current Universal logo. And then in the movie, and I'm I'm a sucker for this. <laughs> I love when they do this. When Universal decides to incorporate the the spinning globe world into the actual film, I'm a big sucker yeah. for it. And this movie starts with the old school 1990s Universal pan out of the, the planet. And then the Street Fighter logo happens over top of it as this loud, jarring music kicks in. And then it kicks mm, into, yeah. very similar to Double Dragon, a news report to get us caught up on what the world is like. The big difference, and where I will give this film legitimate credit over the Double Dragon news report, this actually involves the characters. Billy and Jimmy or Bimmy and Jilly or whatever their names are, they have <laughs> nothing to do Jilly. with the news report. It's just world building this is a news report where as far as i can tell it's a zoom conference between m bison and guile about how much they hate each other it's kind of yeah. great they call each other out on this thing while bison is like murdering soldiers in one-on-one -on -one combat that he's captured and guile is flipping him the bird it's ridiculously over to the top and it's fantastic it is so over the top what made me laugh in the opening credits is when you're looking at like when when they're actually giving credits to the name they actually say costume design for Bison. So it's like nobody else. There's no costume design call out for anybody else. They just, <laughs> just thought it was funny that they only call out the costume designer for, for Bison. But he gets more than one costume. Like later on when Mark yeah, was talking about was the scene where way Ford, Chung Li and Ryu and Ken, they've all been captured by Bison. And Bison says to send Chung Li to his quarters for a personal interview because she's a yes. journalist and he's a creep. When give he's giving off the rapiest vibes. Oh god, yeah. Vibes. Oh when god. she's telling him the story about how her village was attacked by his forces and how her father died heroically fighting against him, <laughs> he's barely paying attention to anything she says. Instead, he's slowly taking off all of the military gear that he has on and changing into a smoking jacket version of the same military gear and grabs one of five, I counted, five different versions five. of his hat yes. for different occasions, yes. I guess, uh, while standing in front yep. of one, the paint-by-numbers picture that you mentioned, and two in the background, a oh, yes. beautiful rendered painted picture of him on a horse. Everything yeah. like in Napoleon. that room. Yes. yes. Everything in that room has been logoized as Bison and Shadow Lou. It is glorious. Even the fireplace is a gigantic Shadow Lou skull face. It is amazing. Um, the 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 umbrellas in the martinis. Oh, the God. umbrellas in the martinis <laughs> yeah. are, are the Shadow Lou symbol. Like I was just and again, this is what I mean about this movie. Those are choices someone made. Somebody in a prop department had to make they weren't like it wasn't good enough to be like, oh, just put an umbrella in it. They're like, no, he wouldn't have just an umbrella. He would have a Shadowloo little cocktail thing. So not only are so you correct, funny. you're correct because the, the writer and director, when he was putting this together, he was of the mind that M. Bison is so egotistical. And you can listen to this on the commentary because, of course, I've watched it with a commentary. He figured that. <sighs> Everything that Bison would have would have the logo slapped on it. And when you look inside that room, his base, everything that he can possibly get the yes. logo onto, he did. He had a budget set aside yes. for just making logos to slap on every product that they could. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bisonopolis. The name of the city <laughs> he wants to create is Bisonopolis. And the library and in it is a gigantic skull. <laughs> 
My favorite thing is when he tries to pay with currency with his oh. face on it, like Cobra Commander, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is amazing. This is actually a G.I. Joe plot. And it is. he's convinced it will be worth more than the British pound. And it's just like... It's worth five gonna, British he's going to kidnap the queen. Right! It's well, another Cobra Commander plot. <laughs> it's a Cobra Commander plot. And like, I'm just watching it being like, Okay, nobody can take this seriously. Nobody can act this seriously. Nobody could write this seriously. They know this is a joke, right? And it's just, I was enjoying it and laughing maybe more at it than with it. But there are just times, man. Holy hell. They're making those jokes on purpose, so I say I'm laughing with oh, it. Yeah. They only have one actual street fight in the entire movie when Vega is going to be fighting against yes. Ryu. Only one. And before it even starts, you have all the buildup of Vega showing off his weapon and Ryu changing it to be a no weapon fight by showing that he'll throw away a sword. And they're building up and they're going to fight. And then Guile crashes in on a tank and says, you're all under arrest. And the fight never happens. Yes. There's a Street Fighter movie where no actual tournament fight happens on purpose. Can we we talk about this for a second? (laughs) Just for a second. Okay. So clearly... Guile is engaged in fighting a war against Bison's army. He's got time to arrest gunrunners? Like, I just don't understand how he's got time to stop fighting a war and just go be the police for a little bit. Like, I just don't understand it. And they don't explain it. Nope. And he just turns around and willingly actually releases every single person he captures later as part of his grand plan. Yes. Oh, yeah. The oh. grand plan where he fakes his death so that, I don't know what, half a day later he can show up and not be dead and not even surprise Shh. Bison with it. Like he unveils himself yeah. on the way to the Shadowloop facility. Not like he sneaks up behind Bison. Surprise, yeah. I'm still alive. He shows up in the yeah. worst CG stealth boat I've ever witnessed. <laughs> the camouflage technology. <laughs> That's funny, too, because... When they said Guile died, Bison was upset. He's like, oh, I want to fight him in an honorable fight. Mm-hmm. And then the first thing he does when he sees he's still alive in a boat is blows up the boat Fire. thinking he's killed Guile. And it's like, but didn't you just say you wanted to fight him? You didn't want him dead? And then when he's alive, oh, you kill him God. anyway? <laughs> boat versus cannon is a legitimate fight, and I'll forgive it because he's using a Street Fighter arcade control pad to control the mind. Exactly. <laughs> he, he said honorable fist fight. He wants to fight him. I'm sorry. When he switches to that arcade game, I was in tears. Hey. <laughs> What kind of game is that? I don't understand. Why is he using every button to do the same action? So I don't know what's happening. And it's so funny. And his acting. (laughs) He slammed. He's so excited. Every button like he was playing Eddie Gordo and Tekken. It was great. Uh, He's a button master. He's so so excited. Oh, my God. It's so bad. That's why Guile lost. It's the worst when you're going up against a button master. So, like, going way back into this, so obviously of the main conflict being them. So the main film is Guile versus Bison, which 
I mean, you can choose any main character, so there's no problem with that. The main character of the movie could be Chung Lee, it could be Ryu, that's fine. That's the only choice where it seems to stick even reasonably close to the character. Guile is a soldier, he's trying to take down Bison. Bison is a warlord, he wants to have world domination. Everyone else seems to have a different profession and motive than anything close to what they have in the game. Ryu and Ken are a couple of con men hucksters who are just trying to make a buck. Uh, Sagat is an arms dealer, which really tracks for my G.I. Joe theory because Sagat basically seems like Destro, uh, as far as I can tell anyway. Chung Lee is a journalist, not uh, a member of... uh, what do they call it overseas? Uh, I can't remember like for the life Interpol? of me. Interpol. Thank you. She's a member of Interpol in the game in this. She's a journalist, but also wants revenge and spent a couple of years training to be a martial artist. And that's enough to knock Bison <sighs> yes. flat on his in that one fight. Traveling sure. continents. She has E Honda and Balrog as her news crew. Like it's just anywhere <sighs> that they could shove a character in. Wait, exactly. Can we talk about Balrog for a second? There's a scene at the end. I was laughing so hard. They escape, okay? Yep. And somewhere along the way, it just cuts, and he's changed into the outfit from the video game. He's just put on boxing gear. <laughs> with the boxing gloves. I don't gloves. know when he had the time to do that. With right. the, the full boxing gear. I don't know when he had the time. I don't know when they found it. He just shows up using it. Oh, and yeah. I was dying because I was like, okay, they don't even care anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, when it starts, like, nobody oh really God, looks like good. their characters, but over the course of it, they oh. find cheap, ridiculous ways to make everyone look like their character. The Ken and Ryu red and white uh, dojo costumes that they have, like the yeah. the geese. That's apparently the foot soldier garb of the Shadowloo forces. Just you have to tear the logo off because yeah, there's yeah. a logo on oh. everything. They happen to have boxing gear for Balrog. Like Delsum. That scene when they're walking and they're like, <laughs> "Nice uniform, hey, how you doing? Where to go? How, you, how are you?" Like, <laughs> like, so cheesy. Delsum's in an oh. explosion just so he can lose his hair and be bald like his character in the game. Like it's. Yeah. Why even start him with hair? Just start him oh. bald. But they start him with hair and have an explosion oh. so he can look like his character. <laughs> I'm glad you just said that because I was literally like, I don't know why he's bald. When did he shave his head? When did he have time? <laughs> it singed <laughs> off so perfectly. <laughs> and then like basically him and what's his nuts there. They just sit in and huddle in the explosion. They're not, they make no attempt to run. I oh, was yeah. like, are they dead? Yeah, so Charlie or Nash or whatever you want to call him, Guile's friend, he's turned yeah. into Blanca in this with some he's, Lou Ferrigno makeup and a really bad oh, so red wig. Awful. And hooking him up to the, uh, that machine. His muscle mass is 50% bigger, 75% bigger. <laughs> he steps out the same size he went in as. Yeah. <laughs> but the mass That's, is denser. His cheekbones are way more oh. defined. Yes, he's denser oh my god and that machine they hook him up to where it's supposed to be showing him like evil psychotic violent images so that he'll be a born killer and halfway through delsum changes it to a program of loving and beautiful things (laughs) so he's now got half evil and half good in him so two questions i have about that one when did delsum as a prisoner of bison because he's a good man who's got shackles on him of course in the shape of like the necklace that he wears in the game when did he have time to make this good program 
so that he had time to like overload it and throw it in there. And two, how amazing is it that when Bison takes a look at the program and sees that they've changed out the evil programming for Blanca to good programming, it's a picture of a kid running through a park with a kite and Bison punches through the screen, essentially punching a kid in the park to break the program. <laughs> I laughed I like, so I like- hard. I like when Bison first sees the evil program and he's like, what? This is just like educational video. He's like, that's because you're not not everybody's a psychopath like you. Psychopath. (laughs) I just always sees the video and he's just like, what? What's wrong with this? It's just like educational stuff. Oh, yeah. Raul Julia (laughs) is murder, war. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. He's the best part of this movie because he knows exactly what kind of movie he's in and he plays it perfect. Every time that mm-hmm. someone's accusing him of being psychotic, you see his eyes somehow go even wider and he gets real quiet about it and gets somehow. angry and destroys them. And then anytime he yes. tries to have normal conversation, he just says things that make no sense to a sane person, but with a straight face. Like, for example, I'm going to pay you in fake bison dollars. And she says, don't worry, after I kidnap the, the queen, they'll be worth one to five British pounds. It's good money. It's as good as currency already. Yeah. <laughs> like, or the oh god, it's just when so uh, ridiculous. when Chung Lee describes that story about her father, and he goes, "I have no idea That's what you're talking about." I mean, for you, oh, it's the best line. The day that Bison graced your village was the greatest day of your life, but for me, it was Tuesday. That's the best line <laughs> the in the movie. The way that he says it, it's, it's the just, best line in the movie. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was a Tuesday. It was Tuesday. And then <laughs> near the end, when you have the the climactic showdown against him and Guile. I don't even know if I can get the words for it exactly right, but when he's turned on the electricity power in his suit and he's just swinging from Mm. one end of the room to the other, beating down Guile, when he says, you thought you were going to face against a man, but you face against a god, like Lucifer falling from heaven, like lightning. Like, what is he talking about? (laughs) (laughs) He's reminding me of Jeremy Irons in Dungeons and Dragons at this point. Like, he's just... Chewing just screaming, scenery, chewing it. I'm convinced yeah. that he was ad-libbing most of that, and it's glorious. Oh, mm-hmm. the set designer had to replace scenery because he was chewing. Oh, it, and you it have up. to. It was great. The more you know about the actual production of it, the more impressive it is to me. Because in all seriousness, Raul Julia was going through stomach cancer when he was filming this. And this is a guy who said, no, 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 I'll still do all the action as best as I can. Don't worry, I'll still go over the top on this and overplay everything I can to, to make this absolutely ludicrous film. If someone told me I had any kind of disease like that, see ya, I'm going to go feel sorry for myself. And instead, this guy gives the most fun performance you possibly can get. And apparently he only did it because, one, he wanted something that his kids could watch. And two, he found out his kids are big fans of Street Fighter. He's like, all right, I'll be the big bad for that. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I yeah. Just, and he's the best part of it. Oh, easily. yeah. Hands down. Though, like I said, he, he, he gets I like Zangief, what he's too. in. Like, <laughs> Keef is amazing. Zangief. He's my second favorite amazing. in that. He's amazing. He has some of the amazing. best lines in that film. He, oh he has God. the actual when the, uh, laughing the truck's lines coming. From... The truck. The oh, truck's coming. Please turn the channel. And he's like, oh, change the channel. <laughs> For anyone who isn't up on it, Chung Lee in an attempt to kill Bison, she infiltrates. It's an attempt to kill Bison. In an attempt to kill Bison and his people, she sets up this elaborate thing with bombs that are going to roll down on a truck to this bazaar that he's doing an arms deal at. 
and she has her voice on a recorder playing off in the corner so that Bison will hear that and think, oh, I found a traitor. And when he opens it, it's a video of her saying, you know, got you. You're going to die now and shows a video of the truck rolling down towards the, the tent that they're at. And while everyone's staring at it, gape jawed, Zangief goes, quick, change the channel as if that will somehow <laughs> save them. It's so it good. is so good. My favorite part of that, why I question her her tactics, let's call it. You tell him a bomb is coming, and then you roll the truck there in real at time, one mile an hour. Oh yeah, <laughs> in real in time, real time and really like, slow. Yeah, and then you could tell they forgot that there's no way for if this was happening, if this is how she had set it up, there was no way for the camera angle they were using that they're watching to be real. So at one point they have to cut away and cut back so that it makes sense again because it's like, no, it looks like you've got a camera mounted right in front of the truck rolling towards it. That that wouldn't work because <laughs> it will pass that camera soon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my God. God, it's awful. He's amazing. Oh, and anytime they that make it so awful. Jean-Claude Van Damme gives any kind of a one-liner or speech he oh, is fantastic in it. He has so many like Arnold quality lines in this. And then that speech he gives near yes. the end where the allied nation, I think the AN, because uh, if oh, I remember correctly, they weren't allowed to use the UN, God. so they use the AN. Yes. When his superiors come in to tell him, no, 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 we're going to give in to Bison's demands and, and pay him $20 billion for the hostages. Go tell your troops that the war is off. <laughs> and he yeah. gives what starts off as, as action movies go a Pretty cool speech, in my opinion, of, well, Bison's going to get away with it, but we can all go home. And he'll just do this again, and more people will suffer, but we can go home. And, you know, it'll never end this tyranny, but it's okay, guys. We can all go home. But I'm not going home. I'm going to get on my boat, and I'm going to kick his ass so hard, the next Bison wannabe is going to feel it. Who wants to go with me? But in his thick accent... Yes, and then a whole bunch of subordinates don't get in trouble. <laughs> How is he not court-martialed? Is it not like at that Absolutely. point court-martialed? He's committing war an act of war. <laughs> yeah, he's just committed a war crime. He's yeah. been not denied any position to do what he's about to do. Not only that, he's been relieved of his duties. Every single one of them are war criminals. <laughs> yeah, to his credit, though, one really good line is the once world. the superiors come up to him, like, you have to call them off. He goes, I would stop them, but I just got fired. And you then fired. he jumps into the <laughs> boat and drives off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what a dick. Oh, oh, it's just <laughs> oh so my God. Oh, just everything about this movie in terms of its comedy i love what does stand out and i laughed before i even watched it because i knew this film i've seen this a few times when the film first starts up you get that blue mpaa screen telling you about warnings for you know language and violence and whatever is in films the specific warning that they have at the beginning of street fighter i don't know if you caught it rated pg-13 for non-stop that, no. martial arts and action violence how much martial arts do you remember seeing in this i don't feel it was non-stop well the they cut the twenty fight has like seven cuts. It has seven cuts in it. So I mean, to be fair, yeah, <laughs> maybe it was nonstop before they they did all the editing because like it's just cut, 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 cut. I think he threw a kick. <laughs> this was a weird yeah. example of when you have a mix of actors and martial artists slash stunt performers seeing one person who clearly knows what they're doing, and then the other person trying to follow along. 
you can always tell who should and shouldn't be winning a fight and which people knew how to fight and which didn't. Like the actor playing mm-hmm. Ryu kind of knew how to fight and the actor playing Vega kind of knew how to fight. The actor playing Sagat did not. Mm-hmm. The actor playing Ken did not. Jean-Claude right. absolutely knows how to fight. Raul Julia doesn't and is suffering from cancer. And you can tell on each one of these fights where they're trying yes. to use the camera to desperately cover up the flaws. <laughs> it's yeah. strange to me because like watching the bloopers for this afterwards, you see Jean-Claude showing a couple of the actors how to do the action scenes and the brief blooper of him showing them how to do stuff is a more cohesive set of moves than what most of the film allows you to see at once. But once in a while, there's a glimmer of a good fight. Once in a while, he does the flash kick. Give him credit. Guile does the flash <laughs> kick and it looks good. Yes. yes, he does. Yeah. The longest fight in the whole movie is between Zangief and Honda and all they're doing is literally and rolling around the it. ground. Their it's fight goes on match. so their their fight goes on so long it goes past the end fight of Guile and Bison. Yes. <laughs> now, I'm not sure why when the camera's on them and they're destroying the the mock-up of uh Bisonopolis, I'm not really sure why they're making Godzilla sounds. But they are. I love it. And you know what? They are. Because Because the film is slightly (laughs) racist and you have a bunch of Japanese people watching them on the screen. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. It's just, they just, oh, you can't even make this this stuff up. No, it's it's unreal. And I know we haven't mentioned him at all, so you wouldn't even know he's in the film. But DJ was thoroughly entertaining for one specific moment uh, when you have the whole place yes. falling apart. <laughs> and Bison's like, you guys will yes. stand with me. And you see DJ listening to Bison give his psychotic speech, looks around, just, nah, I'm out of <laughs> here. And off. slowly backs away and leaves <laughs> yeah. the room. It's like, oh, that's or fantastic. Him, have they paid us? And the bank account like goes, and it's like a zero. He's like. No, Hell man. no, General. <laughs> I like when DJ's talking to Zangief and when DJ's talking to oh. Zangief and he's just like, Bison's actually the bad guy. I'm only here because you get paid. I get paid. You got paid? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got paid? Wait, Bison's a bad guy? Oh, God. It's like, just so, that's what I mean. Uh, the humor of it, I found legitimately fun. The action was subpar. I'll admit that. The story is all over the place, but I mean, it's being written, written on the fly, but most of the lines, they're meant to make you laugh. And I was laughing with them. And by the end of it, they are in their costumes. They have that ridiculous freeze frame at the end where they all oh, jump up and freeze frame for God. something that looks like it's that out of the game. <laughs> I know. We're like, why that? did Kylie Minogue just turn to show her ass? And then that was it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's their victory poses from that the game. Ending That's so funny. is I was laughing so hard because I wasn't – I forgot about it. I wasn't expecting it again. And when it just quickly pans them, the thing blows up. And then they all just do the ridiculous poses. I was just like, you've got to be kidding And who are they posing for? There's oh no one God. there. Yeah. They just pose There's for no an invisible there. camera. A burning building. An invisible camera. <laughs> but like oh, the God, only character awful. I can think of from Street Fighter 2 that I did not see there was Fei Long. He's the only one I – don't really remember yeah. seeing there. Even T-Hawk is the other yeah. like yeah. person with yes. Guile, even he though he doesn't really do in. much of anything. He felt thrown in. Yes, he, he felt did. Like he was like not not a part of it. And then they were like, oh, hey, we could just make this guy T-Hawk. No one's referred to him by his name yet. Oh, okay, make him yeah. T-Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that seems fairly accurate. I would, I would totally <laughs> buy that. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. 
But as I said from the beginning, it's meant to be funny. It is a comedy slash almost action film, and the comedy, I feel, works. The action, unfortunately, does not. If this movie had better fights and chopped out maybe four characters, you had the makings of a, an actually fun, good film. But you lose the good and only keep the fun, in my opinion, because it is overstuffed and over-edited for the action. It just needed better action and a few less characters. This could have been good. I think it needs a lot more uh, than yeah, I mean, it, sure. but I hear you. <laughs> there was a way no, I, longer pause than I expected about there should have been good there. <laughs> None of you agree with me. It's it's fairly objectively bad on a lot of different levels. Um but I do think see for me, if they kind of if they kind of like they were so close to being just so deep into the satire and ridiculousness of it, I actually think they should have gone deeper. How like, could you go deeper? Like Spaceballs. <laughs> you totally could have gone deeper. They were ball. almost at the center it of the earth been... in terms of how deep they were going. This was as... Yeah, no really. I mean, the only thing they were missing was breaking no the fourth wall. Right. This Which they actually did at the end. They did break the they, fourth wall actually at Bison, the end. Right? <laughs> Bison should have been marketing his Bison gear. It should have been like Spaceballs. Spaceballs the movie. Oh, you got you can buy the, the T-shirt now. Like It should have just been... The toy. Like they all knew they were in a movie. Like it was just, it would have been just a, just go a little bit deeper, just a little bit deeper. And I think I would have, I would, I would have a different opinion of the movie because they would have achieved what they were intending. The way it's, it is now when you watch it. Yeah. I think my impression of it is that like they set it out to be that funny, but all they really achieved was making a bad movie. <laughs> so and it's funny a fun movie it's bad it's bad a no. fun you s- movie this movie is you fun you spell the same you're in the, you're you in the minority the same there three letter word with different letters my three letter word is B-A-D your three letter word is F-U-N it's wrong <laughs> well it sounds like we don't oh, fully God. agree I mean it's difficult to be right all the time I'll accept that burden that is okay <laughs> As long as you can yeah. both agree that I'm right and you're wrong, it's fine. Oh, jeez. Well, I agree. I recommend it to anyone who wants a fun comedy. I don't recommend it to action fans. And if you're super serious about Street Fighter and you're a big fan, maybe stay away from it because it'll just piss you <laughs> off. But if you cannot take it seriously, there's a lot of good laughs to be had in this movie. But you cannot take any of it seriously. No, I could not in not good conscience recommend this to anybody. Um, if you're actually interested in Street Fighter, I would just say go to the animated film, which we will cover. You'll be far more and you'll be far more mm. impressed. <laughs> and I will agree yeah, with that. That one's good. legitimately good. Oh, that's a fucking awesome film. <laughs> Completely agree. Yeah. Official rating of, as you say, being awesome. Uh, (laughs) We will call this one to a close because I think we've beat this one up enough. It's already on the continue screen, all bulged out, just like any fighter that loses in Street Fighter. We have knocked it down, unfortunately. But we will be taking a short break. And when we come back, we will be looking at a short number of films that are video game related, but not based off of actual video games. And then we will get back to direct adaptations. Uh, We will see you again soon. Thank you for listening to Press X to Reload. I have been Nick Moore. With me were Wayne Brissett and Mark Athenis. Gentlemen, thanks for having us as always. Yeah, we're sorry about this one if you watched it with us. uh, But uh, we'll, we'll see you later in the next one. 
Uh, if you made it through Double Dragon, you can make it through this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Adios. <laughs> okay. You've been listening to Press X to Reload. Today's episode featured the voices of Mark Athenis, Wayne Brissett, and Nick Moore. Our theme music was composed by Jack Fierick and performed and realized by Sam Fierick. If you like what you've heard today, subscribe and never miss an episode. Or tell a friend, leave a review, we'll take all the bonus XP we can get. If you have suggestions or feedback, you can contact Nick Moore via his email, retrogamingfool at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next stage.